You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Mamma mia. Oh, look out. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Now I wish I had written a different intro. Well, mm. go ahead and oh. hit it. <laughs> Give it a shot. Leonardo da Vinci is one of the most enigmatic. Okay, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci is one of the most enigmatic historical figures to ever live. There's a mythos around him, rightfully so. He's credited as the founder of the High Renaissance. And despite having a lot of lost works and Fewer than 25 attributed major works that exist to this day, and including numerous unfinished works, he is one of the most influential painters of Western arts, notably the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper. His drawing of the Vitruvian Man has also become this cultural icon. And if legend is to be believed, he was the architect and designer of the entire city of Venice, boasting that if built, it would be the new Rome. And this is where the inventor takes us. The insatiably curious Leonardo da Vinci leaves Italy to join the French courts, where he can experiment freely, invent incredible machines, and study the human body. He is joined on the adventure by the audacious French princess Marguerite de Nevere. I'm probably butchered that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know the Italian very well. This is a mixed media animated film utilizing stop motion and hand drawn 2D cell work whenever Leonardo da Vinci goes into his imagination. It stars Stephen Fry as Leonardo, Daisy Ridley as Marguerite, Marion Cotillard as Louise of Savoy, and Matt Berry as the Pope. I am TC DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow lords and lady of the Renaissance, Ray. Hello. Luane. Hello. And a Bradley. Arrivederci. <laughs> Uh, I, for one, was drawn to this because of the stop-motion nature. This mm-hmm. isn't Leica or Armand, but it seemed to have a similar charm to it. So additionally, I'm a deeply fascinated with Leonardo da Vinci himself. He's such a legend, and he's essentially a superhero in a lot of his stories. Yeah. Uh, he's rarely portrayed as a villain, and there's a reverence in telling tales about him. So I was curious to see if this would have any new perspective offered by this type of film, an animated biopic. But I'm curious what drew you three to this. Are you fans of Leonardo, this type of animation? Anyone jump in? Because we all lunge for it. Um, <laughs> you no, know, the, the animation is what caught my attention. Um, the the stop-motion stuff has a sort of Rankin-Bass look to it, which always like stabs me in the nostalgia, so I'm going to go check that out. And then I was surprised to discover some of the the 2D sort of fantasy artwork as well. Uh, as for da Vinci himself, he's sort of just, like you said, there's a mythos about him. Mm. I was actually kind of reminded of Tesla in that, not the car company, but the guy, that, that, <laughs> that there's all these things attributed to him 
both realistically and in fantasy. And Leonardo kind of has that same sort of thing. There's the sketches of, oh, yes, the like it gets used a lot. Even in something like Hudson Hawk, they have like the glider and shit like that. Like it, it he pops up everywhere. Like he's a he's a cultural thing. But if you ask anybody anything about him directly, they'll be like, I don't know. He did this thing. He, the Mona Lisa guy, right? Uh, did yeah, he, right. Did he exactly. create the helicopter? Hey, I think he did. the yeah. Knives Out sequel, the the painting in the in the building at the end, the, the glass yeah. onion. Yeah. 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 I only knew about Da Vinci as a kid because uh, Homer wanted to be an inventor like Thomas Edison, who wanted to be an inventor like Leonardo Da Vinci. That was my first exposure, believe it or not. So just as educational as an entry to Leonardo as this movie is. Sure. That makes sense. It's very, very thorough education there. I didn't realize the Pope was a warmonger. That kind of surprised me. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. The church, <laughs> I don't know about that. Granted, granted, granted. The church and war has to do. Mm. Let me tell you, if you look into Catholic history, good God. <laughs> Not even recent history. Obviously, we know all about the, you know, we'll call it the diddling. <laughs> Just go back in time. The warmongering, the repression. Uh, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, all that fun stuff. Right. Uh, which I'm sure is what drew Ray to this. She's a fan of the, uh, that. Yeah, this, I'm a big fan of Spanish Inquisition. No, I, I <laughs> for me, it was a little. It was it was a little of both, honestly. You know, I looked and said, okay, it's animated. Okay, that's great. Oh, now and it's about Leonardo da Vinci. I want to see how we're going to combine those two things right. to pull this off. So that was my entrance into it. Was just the fact that I was like, that has to be interesting in some way. I don't have a huge background on Leonardo da Vinci necessarily. I mean, I know a few things we learned in school and, of course, the famous paintings. But the rest of it comes, like kind of like you said, from pop culture. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you see him in this movie, in that movie. He pops up in, as a character in Ever After, you know, this Cinderella retelling. <laughs> he pops up as a character in, oh, there was the, the Star series, Da Vinci's Demons of a young da Vinci. So, I mean, he's all over the place pop culturally, but... As far as knowing anything about the real guy, eh, there's not much for me that I knew about him. So yeah, and, and that's actually where I, I was impressed by this movie because I I didn't I thought this would be some sort of fun adventure look at Leonardo in in a very literally cartoonish fashion, but I was surprised to see that this cleaves very close to history. A lot of the dialogue mm-hmm. are a, attributed as exact quotes to the people saying them, whether it's Leonardo or we have the the Pope himself, the the French characters in here. Uh, King Francis, who is the one who recruits uh, Leonardo to the French court and away from Rome, uh, and the lion that's in this, the lion, there's this mechanized mm-hmm. gear mechanical lion that walks up to King Francis, opens its mouth, and gives him a flower. That's real. You can Google that image. Leonardo da Vinci created an autonomous, moving robotic lion <laughs> to impress a dude for the hell of it and and that's in this movie so i was surprised at how much this is a biography movie it is a biography movie in in that sense but it's interesting to me that it's they didn't necessarily go with what i thought they might you know his again the big works that we know the mm-hmm. big things it did exploring that that uh the flying machines and the helicopters and the and and maybe him painting the last supper we kind of went off on you know a little bit of a tangent in the sense of something I didn't know, but they also do this amazing thing where they try to maybe show you the way that he thought and what it was like to live in his brain. 
mm-hmm. which is interesting in the course of a story where I guess I, I guess I expected to get more about his inventions and what other people thought of him, but it's it's really kind of an internal story. Yeah, mm-hmm. his his exploration of what is the soul, where is it? That Leonardo da Vinci was obsessed with with so mm-hmm. many things, and 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 yeah, the legends to be true. But yeah, this movie doesn't talk about his military weapons, his naval weapons, his paintings, his architecture. Yes, it does, as he helps craft and create what would be Venice, which is very impressive. But yeah, that's not the focal point of the story. It's very much about his mission to understand the soul and the Frankenstein nature and right. lengths he will go to which, to discover that. Which is one of the things about this. I'm like, it's animated, so there's still this sort of conditioning we have that something that's animated is in some sense for children. And I don't know that this entirely is. In fact, there are points I'm like, I'm not sure who this is for. Mm-hmm. Right. Like some adults are going to be like, I don't, I don't care about this. And like, I was watching this with my 15 year old and you could see they were sort of drifting in and out on it. Like, Oh, that was interesting. Okay. That was, Oh, now we're going to, we're going to talk more about how being smart and creative is better than being super strong. Okay, yeah, I got that. <laughs> that was one of the things I sort of struggled with. And I, and I joked before that if we'd taken much longer to review this, I wouldn't have remembered that much about it. But there were points in it when I was watching it and sort of not losing interest, but I just wasn't as engaged as I had been. Because initially I was excited. I'm like, all right, let's see how this this works out. And then mm. periodically there'd be... And the singing. I don't... That... Mm. I didn't yeah. need to sing. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily a tonal inconsistency, but there is an inconsistency here, and I mm-hmm. wholly admit it. It feels more like an educational film. And mm-hmm. for saying like who is this for, this feels like a great movie for like a fifth grader who's studying history and, sure. and is learning about historical figures and and a cool teacher pops this on to sort of entice them into looking at the Renaissance and uh, although because of the the Catholic nature, I suppose, of some of this backstory as well as some of the necromancy, we'll call it, I don't yeah. know what school would allow this to be shown. <laughs> Very few right now. Homeschool. This is a homeschool educational movie. <laughs> the tongue-in-cheek was fun about that stuff where, you know, someone of uh, authority would say, let me see your drawings. I love drawings. And he'd give the anatomy of a leg, bone, <laughs> tissue, muscle, and all, you know. They'd be like, oh, wow, such beautiful heresy. How, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah. I thought the comedy worked there. Because it's so hard to explain heresy to children. Because yeah. generally they'd be like, you can hate someone for their thoughts? That's weird. You know? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Again, let me tell you about the Catholic Church and you know just religion yeah. in general and how they treat you people. You should see sports teams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, and I did like that they brought up uh, Da Vinci syndrome, which is a tongue-in-cheek term. I'm pretty sure it's not a real medical term, but an incredibly creative person who gets new ideas before they finish old ones and just has mountains. So like every creative. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I think it's cool. That's a that's a term. And it, yeah. It's a nice term and no, not discouraging. Yeah. Da Vinci invented so many things, including ADHD. It's yeah. incredible. Exactly. I, I was going to say procrastination. I got it. <laughs> That's my reason. I am thinking I'm like a genius. Da Vinci. Yeah. 
<laughs> we touched really briefly on the songs. Do you think they were trying to be a Disney film? Is that why they felt they had to put them in? Because I didn't necessarily think they added anything Mm-mm. to what we were Mm-mm. watching. I don't know. Was it supposed to be a formula that they thought they needed to follow? or This feels like the, this is going to sound like blasphemy to some people. Speaking of heresy, <laughs> Anastasia is a very beloved animated film from the 90s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people hold yeah. it at the at the same regard they hold the Disney Renaissance. But it's not. I'm sorry to say that when you put Little Mermaid and Lion King and Beauty and the Beast Aladdin against Anastasia, Anastasia's going to the bottom of that list every time. And it's because Anastasia feels like a checklist movie of we're trying to make a Disney movie. Sure. And I feel similarly, Ray, what you're saying here, the, the songs don't add anything. They feel mm-hmm. like they're put there because, oh, we have to put a song here yeah. as opposed to having like a real purpose behind them. That, that was heresy real quick but i am disgusted by this conversation people are going to come after yeah, me yeah but like well that was the other thing because it most of the singing that i recall is um from marguerite and that's daisy ridley and i'm like is she known for singing does she sing was that even her like then i started having all these questions about it like why would you choose to do that i don't what and in the end i'm like i don't i don't want any of this like, I have literally bought movie soundtracks while I'm still watching the movie. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be one of those movies where that's a thing I'll do. I don't recall yeah, I, any of the songs, not even the tunes of them, to be honest with you. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I know they were there, but you're right. I couldn't sing, I couldn't sing anything right now for you. Yeah. And, and therein lies an issue with the film where subject matter, the, the voice acting, there's, there's a lot of creativity here that really, really works, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't feel like it's focused enough. If it was in the hands of Disney, it would be far more entertaining just to, on with the musical numbers and the way mm-hmm. they, uh, or if it was in the hands of Armand or even Laika, there would be an element of entertainment just drawn strictly from how the hell they animated it. Yeah. And this is very competently made, but again, I'm, I'm going to what I said earlier. This feels like an educational movie more than a movie made for, for entertainment purposes. I'm not saying this is terrible. It's just it's hard for me to say this is spectacular. It, it's a thing you're going to see in a classroom, not on the big screen. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. that. It just, it, that's how it feels produced. Oh, you see that TV the, roll in on the cart with the little yep. with the belt over it and, it, and it's the blue yep. screen. Yep. And it's like, oh, we're doing one of these today. I hope it's Monsters Inc. Oh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, oh, what is, what is this? And then there's one kid in the front of the class who's like, "This is so good. This is so fascinating. Yeah. This is my new favorite movie of all time." Teach one kid at a time. That's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's an efficient use of resources, <laughs> right there. Well, it, I I don't know what more could be said about this. Uh, so I I I'm just gonna move us into some recap final thoughts here. So Ray, why don't you go first for us? This is that film. I think Lloyd said it. This is that film that I'm not sure who I recommend this to. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? It's not really for little kids. You know, teenage kids are probably going to be a bit bored. Um, is it for my friends who are really into film or really into animation? Yep, yeah, maybe. I mean, because there are a lot of things to like about the animation itself, about the exploration of uh, Da Vinci's mind and the way he thinks. And I do like the voice performances by Stephen Fry and, and by Barry. Uh, as, as <laughs> Barry. Of course, he's funny as, as, as always. You know, that's he adds, you know, that little bit of levity to this film that doesn't necessarily have a lot uh, of levity to it. Uh, but 
other than that, I, I don't know who I recommend it to, and I, and I don't know what more to say about it, because we've already talked about the fact that the film itself is good, but the songs don't belong there, so it makes for a very uneven viewing experience. And and I I don't want to diss on it, because again, somebody put a lot of work into this, and, and the animation mm-hmm. is good. And there is that mixture of different types of animation. I like the vision of this. Mm-hmm. I like where they were trying to go. I'm not sure they quite got there. It has some good moments. So I'm going to give it, at the end of the day, a 6.5 out of 10 Catholic Cardinals. Very good. Bradley. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this was fine. You know, it, It's fine. I don't know. Like I said, a lot about Da Vinci. So this opened up a lot of doors, a lot of wiki articles, a lot of, well, if you want to learn about Da Vinci, read this book. Oh, Leonardo, the one with the swords, was named after Da Vinci, apparently. And uh, wisdom, discipline, focus, ironically named. But the epiphany he's searching for, I'm so sorry, audience. I'm jaded. I'm cynical. I present as an optimist, of course, because the, the world is full of love and hope. But anytime someone's like, life, life, the meaning, what is the meaning of life? Like at the very ending of Pixar's Soul, which makes me weep from that score by John Baptiste and uh, Atticus and Ross. And the end of that movie makes me go, whatever. <laughs> because I think the, the that end is, of Soul makes you do that? Or the end yeah, of this movie makes you do that? The end of Soul makes me do that. So the end of this movie as well, like, what's the epiphany he found out about life? And I'm like, okay, sure, <laughs> why not? And uh, like I said, I don't know why I feel that way, but I've always felt that way about meaning of life movies. Too many self-help books growing up, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But yes, uh, it's a good gateway into actually learning about Da Vinci, and I really appreciated that. I didn't know he came up with uh, the canals of uh, Venice or half the inventions here. Like you pointed out, TC, I thought they were fake and just for the movie. They were not. Pretty cool stuff. So I, too, am going to give this 6 out of 10. I don't care about your magic cities that'll end poverty. I want my statue. <laughs> uh, politicians never change. Yeah. yeah. Luane. I was trying to avoid using the F word, the one that Bradley used. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the kiss of death when I say that. Yeah. It, it's, it's better than that, but not a lot. It, it looks good. It sounds good. I mean, the, we talked about the music. that That's irrelevant. But, like, the rest of the sound design is interesting. The the, the visuals are interesting. The, the performances are pretty good for what they are. I mean, I don't know that you needed Daisy Ridley to be Marguerite. It really could have been about anybody. Some of the inventions were interesting to see. I guess if there's any good thing about this movie beyond some of the technical stuff, it's that maybe it will inspire someone to go look at more stuff related to da vinci's work because it feels like there's plenty of rabbit holes you could go down oh was that a thing the lion all right well there's half my evening looking stuff up like that <laughs> his work with it with automatons or whatever you know it, it, it i guess it's a gateway to da vinci i don't i don't know it th- that's i spent a lot of time going i don't know or i'm not sure or my kid would ask me something and i'm like i have no idea if that's real or not <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, I'm going to give it more than... It's not right in the middle. It's three out of five cities that 
I don't know, would have been more impressive than watching a bunch of guys punch each other. <laughs> uh, I can echo what my friends are saying here. This is a charming movie, but it's not anything more than I expected from watching the trailer. It's performed very well by the voice actors. However, I, I think it was stunt casting. To be able to say it's, this is Stephen Fry and Daisy Ridley and Marion Cotillard, they didn't bring anything inherently impressive to this that a voice actor who does that for a living might do. The use of 2D animation with stop motion to represent Leonardo's imagination was really cleverly used. I really appreciate that aspect of it. It's not so educational that it's boring, but it's also not so wonderfully animated and silly that it's entertaining. So it just kind of wavers between the two. Even like the, the really fun comedic moments that are utilizing the animation are few and far between. And that's disappointing because when it when it does like, uh, are you holding a dead body? Uh, burp, 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 uh, that sort of stuff is it, it's tapping into what Armin does so well. But don't go don't go into something like this expecting to see anything on the level of Leica or Disney or Armin or Pixar. I enjoyed the vision, just like Ray said. There is a vision here, and I did enjoy it. It did make me want to keep learning more about Da Vinci. And I would give this to a curious kid who says when they grow up, they want to be an inventor. I would sit them down in front of this movie and, and hopefully inspire and unlock something within them. But I'm not going to return to this. And I, I really don't know who else to recommend this to. Maybe if you're a cool substitute teacher, bring this in for your history class, right? I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10. Dances in graves. Oh, inappropriate. <laughs> Now, now, Your Excellency, we can't mm. just be inventing weapons. Haven't you seen Oppenheimer? 